When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. The Belly Up Sports NFL Draft coverage starts now with over 50 different guests over the first three rounds hosted by Dan Mater. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Belly Up Sports' NFL Draft coverage. And Chris Howard, co-host of the MD's Fantasy Football Show and Belly Up Fantasy Live. Let's go to the pick here. Terrace Marshall finally off the board. All the NFL fantasy football and pick betting analysis you could ever need through this draft coverage. So the Detroit Lions are the ones on the clock. They're going to make their pick soon, but the Giants, I'm getting word, just traded with the Miami Dolphins from 40. It's time for your coverage to start now. And welcome back, everybody, to the NFL Draft Coverage with Belly Up Sports and the MD's Fantasy Football Show. I've been your host for this entire evening, Dan Mater, along with Chris Dahauer here on Belly Up TV. And now joining us to kick off the third round, we have Eric Kortz. Is that how you say that? That's it, Dan. You got it, my man. All right. From Dynasty Nerds. And we got Phil from Thrills Fantasy Football. Thank you guys so much for coming on. The Jaguars are on the clock. We'll get to their pick in just a second. But I got two fantasy guys finally joining with me and Chris here. So we can we can, we can can shoot it a little bit now. We can really get into it. I want to get your guys' reaction to James Cook because Chris and I are on a little bit of opposite size on what that's going to mean moving forward. So, Eric, let's start with you. You know, man, just doing my thing out here in the Twitter streets, um, pumping content on Dynasty Nerds, obviously rookie draft seasons. Um kicking up rookie profile season's ending i'm uh didn't mean to blind you guys just wanted to show off my new bling from the uh the smackdown ff league yeah shame some of my friends a little bit (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome uh well let me get to the pick here I don't think I have a graphic for this guy. So we got Luke Fortner, the center, coming from Kentucky, going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. So they're going offensive line. If 
finally addressing the offensive side of the ball for Trevor Lawrence. So a little bit of protection for them. Although, talk about a guy playing Kentucky, didn't have the best of competition. Now his best grade is in the pass pro protection area. We'll see what that's able to be. Maybe he can be the next Jason Kelsey for a Doug Peterson-led offense. But there's not a lot of fun to talk about there. So, Phil, what do you think about James Cook in Buffalo? I am extremely excited about that landing spot. Uh, going into the draft, I had him as my RB3 behind uh, Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker. So already I was high on him. Uh, a lot of comps to his older brother, Dalvin. Um, very similar in weight. Uh, I believe he is an inch taller than him and just all around, uh, well-rounded, good hands. And I'm ecstatic for that landing spot. And I think he can pretty quickly take over that lead role um, ahead of Singletary. Um, uh, unless, you know, Singletary has a magical um, third season. Boy, the Vikings did not waste any time getting their pick in. Brian Asama, he comes in. This is... Now, this guy is a a pure coverage linebacker. Some people think maybe he could be a box safety. I don't really buy it. I don't think he has the hips to be able to do that. But, Chris, this is now Vikings are really paying attention to the defensive side of the ball. Does that shock you with Kevin O'Connell as the head coach now? And he's putting all of his, really his resources there on the other side of the ball. No, I think that we look the Vikings where they have the most strength is definitely on the offensive side of the ball. So he doesn't tweet too much on the offensive side. They can add a couple pieces here or there, but what they really needed to upgrade was that defense. Mike's never spent a lot of money the last couple of years trying to upgrade a defense, but a lot of old guys were added to that defense trying to save, you know, that save it. Um, they definitely need to get younger, faster, and I think that's what they're trying to do right now. You see a lot of speed that they've added. You see a lot of guys who can kind of rangey between Kai and this guy. This is going to be a team that I think is going to pretty, pretty much try to, you know, fly around, make big plays based on their speed outside and inside. I. Uh Let's kick back to, to Eric real quick. Eric, is there a was there a guy who is now going to jump up, let's say, your dynasty draft board, or maybe even as a rookie, your 2022 draft boards, based on where they landed, whether it was last night or tonight so far? Uh, Yeah, I mean, Dotson went a little bit higher than I think people had him. I think he's going to have some good opportunity there. I think a lot of people had him more as a second-round pick. Um, but I don't know. Carson Wentz isn't an inspiring, uh, you know, situation for him there. Um, I mean, risers, I don't know how I feel about it. A guy like Tyquan Thornton that's not on anyone's map. Now he's probably a starting wide receiver, you know, probably starting as a flanker <laughs> for the Patriots. God, I, I hope not. <laughs> I, I'm still like, uh, I, I don't know if you're, I'm a Boston guy, so I'm. I'm still recovering. I'm trying to talk myself into it. We've had so many uh, Patriots fans on between last night and tonight, and you guys have been the most hilarious people to talk to because you guys all want to jump off a bridge, and I don't blame you. The Giants went offensive guard from North Carolina, Joshua Izidu. So that's a bit of a reach because I had him in the sixth round. I had no him nowhere near the third round here. So, and these picks are flying off the board here come oh. third round. So, we might be flying through this pretty quickly. But, uh, yeah, Chris, I, I like your eyebrow <laughs> raise there. You want to you wanna react to that, buddy? <laughs> yeah, I mean, these are back-to-back guys where it's definitely obvious players who are better on the board, in my opinion. And you're basically, you know, copying that Patriot playbook in a sense and taking guys way rounds higher than they should actually be going. 
So this to me is just another reach. Uh, the Giants started off the, the draft great yesterday, but kind of reverted back to being the Giants again this today because the last couple picks they've made definitely aren't inspiring. I told you David Gettleman had to get his say in on the second round. That was part of the deal of him actually being allowed to exit. <laughs> Hey, these picks are coming in fast and furious. They're coming in fast and furious. Martin Emerson, great pick here by the Cleveland Browns coming off the board. I like I, this is great value because this is somebody who I think really does well. Could have been a late second round pick. There's a great physical jam at the line, zone type of corner. And yes, they just signed Denzel Ward, but Ward's been somebody who's been banged up quite a bit. We've seen what happens to that secondary if he's not in there. And he could be a guy who can jostle for that back position with greedy williams be able to back those guys up and now you're solidified even if somebody goes down and gets hurt phil what do you what's your reaction to this pick well i mean you can never have too many you know high-end cornerbacks i mean you saw that last year with the, the green bay backers my my home team uh i mean you know you're expecting them to take wide receiver no they go ahead and take uh rookie eric stokes from georgia and you know if you do have a team with a a high-profile cornerback already, I think it's a good way to uh, kind of pair them up and they can learn from that um, higher-end cornerback pretty easily and pretty quickly. Oh, what do you think, Eric? Yeah, I mean, lots of holes on the roster still for Cleveland. So obviously trying to shore up the defense. I'm sure they feel a little bit better about the O with Watson, but... I don't know. You got a suspect pass catching core there at best. Um, I don't know. Does this mean Greedy doesn't get a contract next year? I, I'm not sure. Maybe it's just a depth play for them. It could be. Well, I think in the third round, it could be. It could be just depth plays. Go ahead, Chris. I was going to say. I think this is kind of insurance for two players, not just Greedy, but also Delpit. They drafted a couple of years ago. They had they spent a lot of draft capital the last couple of years, but they've had a lot of guys injured in that lineups. Emerson has a talent to actually play a hybrid safety position in the sense he can tackle well. He's a big guy. He's got a good eye for the ball. So he can play on the outside, but he's also a guy you can kind of use in safety situations as well. So I think it's a guy that they kind of, as you alluded to, Dan, with injuries and some of the concerns they've had in the last couple of years defensively, this guy can kind of mask some of those things and help them, you know, hold water. <clears throat> sorry, not, you know, hold water as they try to continue to, on the season so guys get better and healthy again. All right, so like these picks are coming off fast and furious, but Tennessee is going to take their time here on the clock. They've been an interesting team of notes, and I think uh, I think uh, Vrabel, Vrabel has been uh, crying slowly in a closet somewhere ever since AJ Brown <laughs> got traded. I thought I, I thought I left New England. Why am I back? Like I'm back there again? Yeah. Let's let's go that to that. Was... I got Eric. We got Eric and Phil here. Give me both your reactions. <laughs> give me give me your fantasy analysis now on AJ Brown as a Philadelphia Eagle. What that means for Devonta Smith. What that means for for the Tennessee Titans. What that means for Traylon Burks. What does that mean for Derrick Henry? Go. Yeah, I'll hop real quick. I mean, I know people are super down on it for AJ Brown. Like, I think it's more of a yeah, lateral move. Yeah, he's got more target competition, but I mean. It's not like the Titans were a great offense last year. When Derrick Henry goes down, they had no other weapons. And uh, I think you're going to have a more balanced offense in Philadelphia and some real opportunities for him to perform. He doesn't need a crazy amount of targets. And for Burks, Burks, rock it up. I mean, no target competition there. He's going to smash. Here's my, here's yeah, my I mean, miss, you... initial insight about Burks. It's, it's, I'm going to kick it right to you, Phil. It's can, If he stays more healthy than A.J. Brown – 
We all got excited. We thought AJ Brown would be a target monster potentially, especially with nobody else around. Julio Jones was was yeah. flailing out anyway. If he can stay healthier, does he maybe get those targets we thought Brown would get, even though it's a run first offense? Because like, he's the last guy. He's the last guy left standing. Go ahead, Phil. Yeah, I mean, Eric, you were spot on. I, I mean, I don't see. I'll start with the Eagles first. You know, Jalen Hurts uh, can't perform any worse than he did as a QB, actual NFL perspective. You know, not fantasy related. Um, I think we're having some I trouble there, Phil, with your connection. I got to go to the pick real quick. We'll come back to you. So the the Titans dressed the Sorry. offensive okay. line with Nicholas Petit Fury. So something they need to do. This is a guy that has fallen. We thought he'd go a lot higher. He has a great skill set, an all-around skill set, and they need offensive tackle desperately. This helps there out Derrick Henry, and we can uh, they spill spin in there. So we'll try to get him back on in just a moment. But Eric, what's your reaction to Nicholas Petit Fury? Does he give you more confidence? for Derrick Henry or this offensive line in general? Yeah, I mean, solid player, Ohio State guy. They definitely need the line help. He's fallen. I don't know what that's about, but I had him going about 10 picks ago. Um, yeah, I mean, solid pick for the Titans for sure. They definitely needed to work on that offense after the, uh, you know, poop bag they put out there last year. So uh, I love anything they can do to shore that up and, uh, you know, give Tannehill a little bit of time. Uh, Chris. I mean, going back to Phil. Phil, do we have you now? I think so, yeah. Sorry about okay. that. Yeah, so I was just saying that A.J. Brown can take it to the house on a little little slant route. He doesn't need, he doesn't need you know, 10, 11 targets per game to uh, do something, you know, fantasy-related or just even to help the team at all. Um, now going to Traylon Burks, you know, I – Will he ever be A.J. Brown? I I don't know. I don't think he will um, get to that level, but I can't imagine he won't be a good player. Sure, he'll have some competition now with Robert Woods. Um, Tannehill can sometimes be hit or miss. Um, it'll be interesting, interesting to see how that all plays out this year. I mean, I think the question with Burks is, can he play outside? We just don't know. We don't know that he can. He just didn't get to do it at anything at Arkansas. Yeah, they moved him so around around, but he's got the yeah. body build. I am not worried about him being able to play outside. Chris, I'm going to kick this to you real quick. So we're getting some news here. N'Kobe Dean declined to have surgery on his shoulder, and it's become a red flag for teams. Do you think that is why we're watching him fall and fall and fall? Yeah, I think it's a twofold thing. You have a guy who's a little bit small as to begin with, so your question is durability because of that, and then add because he has a shoulder in a problem and he wasn't addressed. Could this be something that you're kind of limiting his future? We've seen guys drop because of you know other injury concerns, valid or not. Well, quite often, that's when you once you get kind of that association with you, the NFL GMs kind of look to you know, look for a reason not to like you. So when you got a guy smaller like he is and has this kind of you know red red flag attached to him, I think this is why you're seeing him slide down the way he is. Yeah, and it's, it's shocking to me. And you kind of have to question why did you, you know, why did you decline that sur that surgery? Did you think it was yeah. going to have you in better shape for your pro day? Did you think you were going to be able to play either? Did you think you not need it? More times than not now, if you don't get these surgeries and you come in, the teams don't want to take a guy that they think is going to flail out on them uh, early because of injury risk, especially if there's a red flag this early on. Interesting that he would elect to do that, but it does offer some suggestion as to why we've been watching him fall because we've been talking about his name uh, quite a bit. 
And there's a lot of talk about the Panthers trade back into the third round to get a quarterback. They're still talking about trying to get Baker Mayfield. But we do have the Jaguars pick. And the Jaguars go linebacker Chad Muma off the board from Wyoming. Chris, I see you nodding your head. Go ahead. Take it away. I love Chad Muma. Now, I will be one of the five people on his panelists on his panels, but I had him rated higher ahead of Dean. I actually had him second on to uh, Lloyd. This is a guy I think is an absolute playmaker, a guy that can do everything on the field. I think he's going to be a pro bowler most day one. It might be so much Luke Kickley back in the day for Carolina Panthers. This guy can do it all. A guy you can um, get interceptions, a guy that can you know, tackle, and a guy that can bring in the blitz as well. Nice size. I love him. I don't know much about the college he went to. Not worried about that at all. He was awesome in the senior bowl. And I think he's going to continue to be a, a great pro. Devin Lloyd, who they drafted in the first round yesterday, a lot of top picks going to this defense on the Jacksonville Jaguars side. Uh, Phil, can you give me your reaction? Yeah, I mean, they need all the help they can get. I mean, if they're not going to get it done on yeah, Phil. Yeah, sorry, we're we're we're, we're still losing it. I don't. The connection's still slow I, there, I buddy. It's we're, a good I'm gonna have to pick, cut you off, especially with uh, the departing of uh, Joe Schobert last season to the Steelers. Um, he was always kind of that. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're on like a five to now? ten second delay there, buddy. Uh, keep <laughs> hanging in though. Uh, yeah, so Chad Moody, he goes to the Jacksonville Jaguars. They they focus on defensive side of the ball, even though they hired Doug Peterson. We're all asking the question, is the free agency moves they made with Evan Ingram to a one-year contract at $20 million, famously to Christian Kirk, James Robinson, Travis Etienne on the mend, and what is this offense going to look like? You're adding up on defense, but doesn't matter. The defense is going to be on the, on, on the field the entire time, Eric. I, I don't know, man. Let's load up the offense with guys that catch short and intermediate passes over the middle. Like I'm not sure what the game plan is. I don't think this is how you should be going about developing Trevor Lawrence. I mean, the guy is a deep ball. field's going to be compressed now. I just don't understand what they're doing there. I mean, and I like Christian Kirk. He can play on the outside. He's got some speed. He can threaten down the perimeter, but. Yeah, it, it's, 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 <laughs> it's questionable to say the least when you take Trevor Lawrence and he's supposed to be a franchise guy. He's supposed to be the savior of your franchise and you've done nothing really. Nothing substantial to actually help the guy out. Dan, can I ask you a question real quick? Sure. Does this remind you of a situation that you're close to where the head coach seems to be making some of the, you know, the calls on offense and the free agent signings, and then the, the GM seems to be kind of making the picks for the defensive guys? Um, to me, this seems a lot like your 49ers team where you look at kind of the guys they match up. We, we complained you know, off the air a lot many times about the 49ers always kind of loading up on slot type of receivers um, that you're kind of pointing out that they have a, a plethora of in Jacksonville now. And then you look at the 49ers, you know, the draft, always taking defensive ends, always taking some kind of linebacker. Trent Bulky's kind of continued that that trend. Um, so it's kind of really interesting to see that while I don't think it's necessarily the smartest thing to do, it does remind me of something that we've kind of already seen um, kind of going, you know, how the kind of GM and coach are kind of marrying their team in a sense where one handles one side, the other one handles the other side. I can tell you that continues. Trevor Lawrence could be the most wasted talent we've ever seen in the entire NFL. But on that note, we're going to have to let you guys know and get back to our next slate of guests as we go into pick 71. The Bears are making their pick momentarily. Eric, where can we follow you at and what kind of content you have coming up, bud? 
Yeah, uh, Dynasty content all year round, tons of CDC, Debbie content coming your way. Also, a new podcast that we're starting soon, me and at him, her sports. Uh, we're going to be firing up the anger management podcast in the next couple of weeks here. So look for that. I'll pop that on Twitter and uh, promote the heck out of it. And uh, it's always a good time hanging out with you guys. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for coming on. And Phil, if we can get you, let us know where we can follow you at. What do you got coming up next? Make it quick because your connection's still off. <laughs> yeah, hopefully you can hear me. Uh, you can find me at uh, TikTok at Thrills Fantasy Football, Instagram at Thrills Fantasy Football, and Twitter. Yeah, uh, Philip. going to be doing Dynasty redraft articles next week. I'm going to assume you're done. All right, excellent. <laughs> a lot of good year-round content coming up. And now he's done. Okay, cool. <laughs> hey, guys, take it easy. We're going to take a quick break. Get back on the other side with our next slate of guests. Everybody stay tuned to the NFL draft coverage here with Belly Up Sports and the MD's Fantasy Football Show. As summer begins to heat up, there's only going to be one way to cool down this season. I know when I hit the golf course, Yeti products keep my drinks cold until I tee it up at the 19th hole. I'm Andrew LaDuke from the Divots and Pivot Show on Belly Up TV. As we get back to normal and get back to the beach, the park, backyard barbecues, and the golf courses, you are going to want to be able to keep your drinks cool. Why not use the best products available for the job? By going to bellyupsports.com and hitting the Sponsors tab, you will have access to the best deals that Yeti has to offer. Yeti offers free shipping on orders $20 or more and qualifying orders that can arrive in 2 to 10 business days. They have the best coolers, the best tumblers, and everything else you could possibly need to enjoy life in the summer. So go to bellyupsports.com to get our link to access the best deals available today. And remember, free shipping on qualifying orders. I'm Andrew LaDuke. The pick was made. We were on the break. The Bears went with wide receiver Vilas Jones Jr. out of Tennessee. So before we get reactions to that, I want to welcome in our new slate of guests. Guys, we got Chase Vernon on here at FF Intervention. We got Greg Simback. He's now the Vikings writer for Belly Up Sports. And we got Jake from Jake's Fantasy Football. He's been on the MD's Fantasy Football Show podcast before. Welcome back. How are you doing today, fellas? We'll start with Chase there at the top corner. What's going on, guys? How how are we doing tonight? We partying? What's up? We are yes. doing great. We I my voice is staying attached for now somehow. Uh, Chris and I have managed to do Scott Hansen style. We have not had to go to the bathroom, even though it's been hours on here for the stream. So we've we found a way. We have managed. Uh, Greg, how are you doing, man? I I'm doing good. I just hope the Vikings don't make any more trades. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm wondering if the Bears are ever going to pick up an offensive line. <laughs> One of the Bears are going to do a lot of things. I did not have Vilas Jones that high on my board with some of these wide receivers. I much preferred a Justin Tolbert or someone to that nature. What do you think, Jake? Uh, yeah, uh, that's not a guy I really spent a lot of time looking at. That's that's on that analysis right there. And uh, whenever that happens, I go like, yeah, like look at my grade. Like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's why I look at time because, yeah, I had him in the seventh round. Oh, okay. All right. Well. Okay, Chicago, whatever. Uh, that's Chris's old team, by the way. Now he denounces them now after the Mitchell Trubisky pick. He just he he got fed up with it. He couldn't he couldn't take it anymore. Chris, what do you think your old team's reason. up to? I think they're up to the classic Chicago things. I mean, basically taking a receiver that'll probably be out of the league in about two to three years. Uh guys probably uh six to seventh round talent, as you kind of hit it on. 
Um, doesn't definitely doesn't help Justin Fields get any better right off the right off the bat. And it's kind of an odd fit on top of it. Not necessarily a guy who's going to you know balance out with Darnell Mooney brings to the offense in the first place. So I just don't really know what the Bears do. And, you know, Greg made a great point about the offensive line. Bears definitely needed to address the tackle position or your interior as well. They lost James Daniels. They just seem to kind of forget to block people to actually, you know, throw the ball down the field. Justin Fields is not going to be any better right now, you know, after this draft than he was going into it. Seattle stays away from the quarterback position. They go Abraham Lucas, pass checker, offensive tackle. Definitely a need that they have going with the offensive tackle. I do think he's one of the more pure pass pro guys in this draft, especially you get to later on, Grace. So I definitely like the pick here. Chase, what's your reaction? I mean, Abraham Lucas is somebody that, that you want uh, anchoring that, that defensive line. It's you know one of the, the better offensive tackles you can find, especially round three. I think I had him as a early round two draft prospect over there. So, you know, I, I think it's a good pick. I think it's solid, and I don't see why, you know, they wouldn't end up going with that nine times out of ten. The Colts didn't waste any time with this pick. Jelani Woods comes off. This is – if there's ever a prototypical Colts pick, this is it. Taking Jelani Woods, taking out another tight end. But, Jake, this is one of the guys I loved as a sleeper for Dynasty football. And because you're talking about Mo Ali Cox, he got the contract extension, uh, Jack Doyle retired, this is somebody who has more of a pass-catching skill set that I believe he gets credit for, especially in the red zone. What do you think about him and his Dynasty value now that he has third-round draft capital? Well, of course, you know, Kylan Granton is still there, so... I expect him to be, you know, worked into the offense sooner. I actually thought Kylan Granson would get some work last year, but that would lead me to believe they're probably going to do the same kind of thing here with Jelani Woods is, you know, he's into the offense. Not every fantasy relevant tight end is an instant impact right away as a rookie. He might take a little time. So this ends up being a guy that you pick, uh, you know, be patient with him, and especially know that that Colts offense likes to have two tight ends and likes to use both of them. <laughs> You know, just just to go back to the Bears pick real quick, and I I'm, I've meant to mention this and I forgot. Vilas Jones, guys, is 25 years old already as a as a rookie. So just just to put some more you know padding on the cake there. I mean, Greg, you you must like this watching the Bears implode. Uh, I think the Packers kind of imploded to some degree. Uh, the Lions did good yeah. things, but the Lions aren't on your level yet. The Lions have done some good things this draft, but I am enjoying watching the Bears draft. But <laughs> I'm just waiting for the next trade. And I'm also waiting for Big Daniel Falale for the Gophers to get picked. Oh, well, you've been watching the show because that's been Chris has been yakking my ear off about he's, Daniel Falale all he's, night. He's rough, but he's going to be good. And he's a big man. Big he is a big man. man. For you, if you guys don't know, if you're watching this and you're not sure who we're talking about, he's the 6'8", 380-pound bohemoth outside tackle. I don't, I don't know if I've ever – and what I give him credit for, too – is that he? He's one of these like I don't, I don't know if he actually is Simone, but he's one of those guys that like he could be that big. He can still move at six three eighty. Australian yeah. rugby player. That's his background. Yeah, he's a, he's a he's a really agile guy. Actually, he, he just doesn't have a lot of football experience. He started very I think like a senior in high school or a junior in high school. Yeah, you know, like four years ago, started yeah. playing college, <laughs> play, play organized football. Yeah. Um, and a guy that has talent, you can see it. And you kind of see the Eagles, you know, invested a lot of time and effort to the tackle that they got 
out of Australia from the rugby thing. And I think that you'd have a sea guy. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Sorry, Atlanta was on the board. They finally went quarterback. They take Desmond Ritter. Malik Willis is still continuing to fall. I want to go to Chase on that reaction. Chase, come on, man. What do you think about Desmond Ritter going ahead of Malik Willis? And I won my bet, by the way, because I had him at plus 400 to be the next quarterback off the board. So, I mean, this makes a ton of sense. Like, this is actually where I had Desmond Ritter going at the exact spot. Like, this was, like, almost to a T. But to go ahead of Malik Willis, who essentially gotten compared to Michael Vick to an extent. I don't think that he's there, but got compared to him as like a raw prospect version. Like this is absurd to an extent. Like what is happening over there with Malik Willis? What is the giant red flag that we're not seeing? Did he end up posting something on Instagram where he had this, this gas mask on and maybe he was, you know, smoking some <laughs> weed out of it or something like that. Like where is this, this red flag outside of the fact that he, he struggles to read progressions and he's raw. Like, dude, he went to Liberty, right? Like, yeah, you know, there, there was no developmental aspect to this. So I feel like you would have this this ball of clay that you could mold. And I feel like this could be an offensive coordinator's dream to be able to turn a Josh Allen type talent into whatever you want it to be. And in the Falcons offense, Malik Willis would be a smash. It is absolutely absurd that Malik Willis is sinking to this level without any kind of prior knowledge as to what the hell is happening. I agree with you from the sense of he has way more potential than a Desmond Ritter does. And while I don't agree with it, this is going to be my question to Jake. People seem to have this idea that Desmond Ritter's more pro ready. Is that why you think the Atlanta Falcons do it? And if that is their reasoning for it, are we actually going to see a quarterback competition where Ritter maybe is the starter instead of Marcus Mariota? Yeah, I think, you know, it's solely just based on Marcus Mariota's contract and him getting paid about $9 million a year. That was just like a, well, that's like a he-might-start kind of contract and a they're probably going to draft a quarterback kind of contract. And now that they have, uh, Ritter being the pick, um, you know, I guess to me that would say that, you know, Arthur Smith, that you know, head coach, or one of the other, somebody in the organization had to really like him or something about him and the thing that i've liked about arthur smith so far is since he's been an offensive coordinator or head coach he really you know looks at what he has on his roster and tries to give everyone like a really good chance to use their skills to the max if you didn't notice how much better derrick henry got once he took over and then you know how aj brown broke out all of a sudden all those things happened at the same time he was head coach or he was offense coordinator for the Titans. Now he came head coach for the Falcons. You know, there's this old guy named Cordero Patterson who just walked onto the team and just, you know, looked like the best he's ever looked. <laughs> and, you know, to be honest, you know, anybody who gets there, if that's your coach, that's a, a good chance for you to succeed. So I. I agree. 
what the is Broncos up with you just... blowing out my ears? <laughs> <laughs> the Broncos. I got to get your attention here. The, hell, the, dude? Bron- the Broncos have just uh, traded their pick to the Houston Texans. There's going to be more where that came from, so be prepared. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> Jake, were you finished your thought? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I was good. I was just okay. going to say, uh, Desmond Ritter starting by week seven. <laughs> hey, Chris, uh, real Matt, quick. Matt Miller. Go ahead. Chase. Um, real quick, can we, I, I just want to talk about this this Jaguars uh, pick from earlier because I don't think we we talked about it enough. I mean, you have the Jaguars uh, not only signing what a forty two million dollar contract with Oluwakunu. Wait, how do you say his last or how do you say his name uh, from That's the Falcons? Kind of the guess I could have gotten. So <laughs> um, it, it, it's O L U O K U N O or something like that. Anyway, leading tackle in NFL last year. Yeah, yeah. so leading tackle in the NFL. Um, so you you sign this guy to a contract, and you trade up to draft an off-ball linebacker once again, the second one with Nicobe Dean, and now you take another off-ball linebacker. Like these are the least valuable positions in the NFL. This is why the Arizona Cardinals have not been able to, you know, uh, beat their their division rivals because they've spent the past five, well, six years now. I'll let you finish your thought in a second. Christian Harris is who the Houston Texans just traded up for. They gave up their pick 80 and 162 to move up to the Broncos, 175. Got to Chase. Like, you know, like they spent uh, two of their, their past five years worth of picks, or six years worth of picks, first round on quarterbacks. The other three were on inside linebackers who really don't affect the game that much. Like their job is to contain, not to make an impact. So, like, it's just absurd what Jacksonville is doing, and it makes literally no sense to me as to why they would spend, you know, two picks in the first three rounds on an inside linebacker and also sign one of the richest contracts in free agency as a middle linebacker. But I just wanted to throw my, my two cents in on that one because I'm very confused. No, that's a valid point. Chris, do you want to take that, though? Because they took two linebackers that you were a big fan of. Yeah, I think – I mean, I can't necessarily say that this is the most prioritized position in the NFL right now. But it is obviously something they're prioritizing. I bashed it for the Packers yesterday because they did something very similar. But for me, when I look at Jacksonville, we don't know what that guy from Atlanta is. Yes, he's leading tackler. Atlanta's defense was atrocious last year. But I do know that, that Floyd can play many multiple roles in your defense. He can blitz. He can play back in coverage. So can Chad Muma. So those two guys, basically, that when you give a coordinator those kind of weapons to use, you can show different kinds of fronts. You can show different kinds of um, you know, coverages. And I also think you can but, also Parsons be a guy that was utilized different hybrid roles. So maybe looking at the guy to use these guys different roles to kind of match up and get, you know, one-on-ones for people. But off, long, off the ball linebackers have the lowest win above replacement rate for any position outside of center. Like in center still, I feel like, you know, should end up having a bigger impact, but obviously you have a center, you have them for 20 years in most cases, if they're any good. So, I mean, inside linebackers, I think you just watch them walk because they're not valuable and you can just find one in free agency, just like they already did. It just, it's kind of like bad. Well, I'll challenge that for a second. I mean, look at the Steelers last year. They lost their inside linebackers. And they weren't the kind of the same guys that they have been. Look at the Ravens when their linebackers weren't the same kind of guys that they have been. When your defense predicated having linebackers that are good guys who can kind of play those coverages and also stop the run, it is a vital part of your team. Floyd Iris stands the fan up. Fred Warner, when he entered that team, completely changed what they do. So I think linebackers absolutely something should still be valued because those guys do bring a lot of things. We see teams that don't have linebackers. There's a lot of teams that don't have success defensively without a good linebacker. Um, Colts, for example, had Leonard. One of the rest they have on their defense, not a whole lot, but when he was out there healthy, they're still something that was pretty good. Oh, cool.
Chase, I'm going to let you finish your thought, but the Ravens just took Travis Jones. I absolutely wow. love this yep. pick. That's insane. Chase, finish your thought on the debate you guys are having, and I want to get Greg's reaction to that. Uh, so the middle linebacker, first off, the, the the Colts defense is sick, like regardless. Like they have a bunch of top 10 talents, and they have one of the best upcoming defenses Ooh, in the NFL. Other Buckner. I'm sorry? Other than Leonard and Buckner, who who is this? Who is these up and counting awesome talent that they have? Uh, Tarquay that they have off the outside. They did have Rocky Sin last year, who was an up and coming talent. They had the uh, the Chris Moore, who was playing the slot. Um, they had the, the safety. What's his name? That was playing the inside. I mean, they they have a sick defense. But in terms of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Bud Dupree was the guy who actually caused the the fall of their run defense because when he was still there, he was fine. And then back in 2020, in the last five games of the season, after Bud Dupree got hurt, the whole entire defense shifted. It wasn't because of the middle linebackers. It was because of Bud Dupree. So regardless, I mean, that's an on-the-ball outside linebacker, edge rusher. When it comes to the middle linebackers, I mean, I'm telling you, like, it's it's proven across multiple different analytical fronts that the middle linebacker is the least uh, – uh, important position in terms of win over replacement level of any position on the football field outside of center. In I, terms I would of agree with Chris real quick teams. on the inside linebackers. For instance, the Vikings are going to more of a 3-4. And the, a Chad Muma is a great sideline to sideline guy. I think he'd make a real big difference in the defense. I, don't, I know what you're saying statistically, but it depends on the player and it depends on the system. On that note, Jake, react to the Ravens pick getting Travis Jones. They get a behemoth back in the middle, something they've missed. Something with Brandon Williams, who's been getting injured a lot. Whenever he goes down, the run defense always goes to crap. This might ensure that never happens. I love this pick here at the third round, but what's your reaction? Uh, I, Me? Uh, I love big, big guys, you know. Uh, and I cannot lie. Any defensive tackle, offensive lineman. I think every team should be drafting at least one of each in every draft. And when they don't, I'm just like, oh, man, got to keep restocking. There's a lot of guys that play these positions. There's a lot of you want depth, you want rotation. And even on the best defenses, the best defense's weakness is the other team running the ball so much that they get worn down. And then, you know, if you have more depth and better, you know, defensive linemen, especially in the middle, that's how you counter that to be really, really good on defense. Love it, love it. Jake, where can we follow you at? Because i got to get to the next slate of guests here. And What do you have coming up? Uh, you can follow me here at uh, Jake's F Football. Uh, that's my Twitter handle. Uh, you can find my website at jakesffootball.com. Uh, I also have a little bit of a presence on Instagram and Facebook, but I don't post there as much. Uh, and the big next thing coming up, is uh, now you know now that the draft's going on Monday I'll start my article series on all the teams, all the player changes, all the coaching changes. Summarize all that for you. Get that all nice information piece, and then also you know some analysis after that. Which, you know, pick and Excellent. choose what you want to read out of that. Excellent stuff there, Greg. Where can we follow you, man? And what what's your next? Uh, I guess Vikings article. I'm yeah, assuming you're uh, have a draft uh, recap, I'm right? Do a post draft one, uh, and I go, I'm also on Twitter, Jason Back. Uh, I might even uh, write some hockey that when the Wild go to the Stanley Cup Finals. Want to want to be following that? And I want to plug uh, Jake's football. Jake has some of the best questions, uh, football related questions on the web. So I try to answer as much as I can. I just did one today, so he's he's fabulous. I really appreciate the opportunity today, guys. I thank you very much. No, I love having you on. And Chase, play the, display that belt proud, my Woo! man. <laughs> this started uh, full-time with, with Trophy Smack, where they got some of the best belts and trophies. Hold on. Let me throw this trophy up. 
<laughs> oh my god there you so go <laughs> it's literally a, the trophy's taller than i am I, we went on a date the night <laughs> it's pretty epic um yeah I, I took the baby out uh we we had a steak dinner i ate both steaks um because you know she's trying to keep her figure she but does. uh <laughs> you guys can find us over there at trophysmack.com and go follow us over there on youtube youtube.com slash trophy smack and of course twitter.com slash trophy smack as well at trophy smack yeah, we got a whole bunch of shit going on. It's crazy. I love it. I love it. Hey, guys, make sure you follow him. You always got some great stuff going on there. I want to pre- I really appreciate all three of you coming on. We'll be talking to you guys again real soon. Guys, stay tuned to the NFL Draft. We got more guests, more picks on the way. We'll be back with the Belly Up Sports MD's Fantasy Football Show right after this. Monkey Knife Fight is a daily fantasy sports gaming website with a number of unique ways to win money on your favorite sports players. It's a mix of daily fantasy and prop games. Download the app or go to monkeynightfight.com with the promo code BELLYUP for an up to $100 deposit bonus. That promo code again is BELLYUP for up to $100 deposit bonus. So download the app or go to monkeynightfight.com. All right, and this is a perfect time to announce... Holds take offensive tackle Bernard Raymond. It's a good pick. It's a good value pick. We'll get to Adam's reaction in just a second, but I want to introduce you guys to Rook from Scoreboard Attic. His partner Nick was actually on the beginning of the second round, yeah, the first round yesterday. How's it going, man? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good. And we got Justin finally making his way on. He'll be on with uh, quite a bit in the next uh, end of this third round, I believe, next couple segments. Justin, how's it going, boss? I know you're just recording over there with TSS Fantasy. How'd that go? Yeah, we had uh, another great episode, and it's funny that you were saying finally on. After uh, the stretch that we're going to go through, you're going to want me off so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Adam, let's get your reaction to the Colts pick. Bernard Raymond, offensive tackle. Yeah, all so all three of the Colts picks of the draft have been between the last time I was on at uh, I left at fifty, <laughs> and, and now uh, so all three of our Colts picks have been since then. Raymond is a great value. Um, he's going to go compete for the left tackle spot more than likely, uh, and that's a, a spot where competition is going to be really good. That was definitely the weakness of the offensive line last season. So uh, to get one good value here in the third. Uh, and two, at a position of need. That's like the <laughs> the ideal thing that you can do, get value and a position of need. Chris, storyline that continues to grow. Malik Willis still on the board. Do you, where do you think he's going to – is he going to make it all the way to the fourth round, you think? Well, so I wouldn't be down if he was. I know a lot of people are upset about him being still on the board. People, you know, he's got such a good talent, such a guy that he can still keep falling. To me, I think that what people are actually recognizing was this guy played at Liberty and wasn't mind-blowing in any kind of capacity. He wasn't accurate. He struggled outside the pocket. Yes, he can run. He's also six foot one. He's 220. He felt like a running back. That's great. He's not Josh Allen. Josh Allen's way bigger, way stronger, had a way better arm. So when we put all these things together, I think you're looking at a guy that should be going probably in the fourth or fifth round and actually has that value. And I'm very proud of GMs actually for a change of having some restraint and not overdrafting these quarterbacks for a change.
The Browns take their future backup defensive end, Alex Wright from UAB, 65271. And I do emphasize backup. Chris, I had to cut you off there, so why don't you give me your initial reaction? As you said, they're back up. And it's just <laughs> um, definitely are reaching a third round. Definitely have other holes and players on the board that would definitely have helped. Be have helped, you know, but could it help address those some of those holes? I'm not really understanding this move at all. <laughs> this is the Browns, though, so sort of do one Browns thing at, at least. I know they've yeah. gotten better as an organization, but they got to do something that's like OG Cleveland. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I, I'm just, Rook, are you are you a Giants fan or are you a Jets fan like your your co-host? I'm a Giants fan, clearly. I that's, that's what I thought. Okay, you're Barkley, the Giants fan. I have the man it so on can, right now. Can you explain to me why they brought David Gettleman back into the draft room since the first round? Uh, <laughs> I, I wish I knew. I don't know what they were doing. They got what's his name? They took that wide receiver for Kentucky, and when it happened, I was like, "What the hell are you guys?" Yeah, Wandale Robinson. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. I was like, "What is going on?" There's so many other needs that they could have filled instead of that. Especially, I guess you know what you could could have a wide receiver. It's fine, but just not there, not that guy. That's that's a big problem. But not yeah, that it wasn't Thornton. At least it's that. Yeah, we're we're gonna get to that because I got a bunch of fantasy guys on for this segment right here with, with between Justin and Adam. So, Wandale Robinson, the qu- here's what's going to happen, and I'm going to go to Justin for this one. Question all Dynasty people are going to have is like, well, there was big draft capital invested in Wandale Robinson, even though we're going to ignore the fact that they brought back Sterling Shepard and still have Darius Tony on the team. But so what's your take from a Dynasty standpoint for Wandale Robinson? I remember big draft capital coming from another wide receiver from the Giants at one point. What was his name? Ross? Yeah, that, that worked out real freaking well, didn't it? <laughs> you know, I, I liked his prospect coming out, but I just didn't think that that was a fitting spot for him. I was just like, talk about a reach there. You still got Alec Pierce on the board. You've got so many good talents still on the board. Could have helped you out there. But, you know, I think that's just one of the things, you know, every team does it. I mean, we talk about the Jaguars going to jag, the Browns going to Brown, Giants do the same shit. We so just bad. went through the 49ers picking up a linebacker. We've got 50 million linebackers. Do we really need another <laughs> linebacker? <laughs> uh, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. Can we go make fun of somebody else's team? <laughs> I've had enough I mean, of look, just to give years. you a little uplift, you guys had a terrific first round. The first so round just, was great. Just, I agree. Just focus on the yeah. first round. Nothing else yeah. happened after that, and you'll be happy when you get to wake up on Sunday when this is all over. Yeah. I do I do want to go back to a couple of interesting picks, though. So let's go back and get your guys' perspective on Desmond Ritter going to the Atlanta Falcons. That's going to be a big storyline coming out of tonight. They take not just the fact that they took him over Malik Willis, but he is somebody who's touted as a guy that is supposedly, I don't buy it, but he's supposedly NFL ready. So will he actually start over Marcus Mariota week one? I'm going to kick this over to Adam because he's an ex-Cincinnati person. Yeah, um, I don't think so. Uh, to me, he, he's an interesting case, a really interesting case, because he's a, a smart smart guy, smart kid, good leader. Um, physically, he's mobile enough. He's, uh, they use the comp on the draft uh, on the draft network themselves. Uh, Chris, we've talked about this before. He's very Dak-esque. He's mobile enough. I'll let you finish your thought, but the Chargers just took the safety out of Baylor. JT Woods 
off the board. But go ahead, Adam, finish your thought. I was going to say, yeah, he's got a good enough arm, good enough speed, but the accuracy is just so, so, so inconsistent at every level of the field. He's not a natural thrower. When there's any kind of pressure in his face, the technique completely breaks down. Uh, and, and that's something that he's got to work on. So that's kind of my hesitation with calling him NFL ready or day one ready. If he cannot fix the accuracy, then it is not going to work out. Again, I think he's got the right mindset. He seems like a really good guy. The story is fantastic. Being from Cincinnati, I want to love him. But when the accuracy is a problem, then nothing else matters. Greg Dolchich goes to the Denver Broncos at pick number 80. Chris, you just you just look completely unamused right now. So let, let, me, let me get your take on this. <laughs> well, that wasn't why I was trying. I was trying to comment on the Ritter thing because I haven't got a chance to talk about him yet. But Dulich is a guy that I think this you know is a, definitely a pass catcher. I don't love the fit for Denver. They moved on from Noah Fant. I was hopefully Albert Owens would finally get his chance to kind of be the guy there. They have plenty of receivers, so this is this basically another guy that can kind of you know be a mouth to feed. But I really don't see how he's being relevant on the field for this Denver team. The three receivers they have drafted and such much capital in and spent money on, it's kind of odd for them to kind of, you know, add another tight end when they just kind of unloaded one. Go ahead and talk about Ritter. Ritter, I was going to say, for me, I think you look at a guy, I don't think he's going to be a starter this year, but I think what you're looking at, the Arthur Smith has a guy that can kind of comp very much, I think, coming out of college. That's Ryan Tannehill. He looks just like Ryan Tannehill to me. So if you kind of look what you're hoping to get, maybe, maybe that's what Arthur Smith kind of sees is a guy that accuracy can be improved, but decent athlete, decent arm strength a leader, a guy that can kind of grow into the position. So I think that's why he kind of went over Willis in the situation. I think they see the same kind of, you know, um, multipleness in a sense for out of him. I'm <laughs> dreading the fact that Giants are on the clock. I'm like <laughs> Malik Willis is going to get drafted next. I, it's, it's, it's... Oh, I man. That, that, would, that would be hysterical. I, he's not a Brian Dable. Guy. Well, actually, no, I take that back. Everyone's compared well, to Josh Allen. I don't Josh know why. Allen, so, yeah. <laughs> okay, can we talk about that real quick, though? Everybody wow. trying to compare Malik Willis to Josh Allen. It, um, my memory serves, and I've done a lot of homework here. Pretty sure he's about five inches shorter. Uh, it was even more inaccurate than Josh Allen was in Wyoming, even more turnover prone, and about, well, I don't know, it was, what, 60, 70 pounds lighter I mean, like, like, what are we talking about when we compare him to Josh Allen? Can someone explain this to him? Even he can run better competition than Liberty played against. Just to point that out too. Yeah, uh, he made that one throw in one of the pro days. That's that. That was it. That's the <laughs> didn't only. Didn't Felipe Franks do that though? In the rain. That's a John Gruden thing right there. He's like, oh, he can throw a wet ball. I love the way he can throw a wet ball. He deserves to be gone, but there is a part of me that misses having Chucky around. Because like, just being able to make fun of him was always was always a go-to move for me. But, yeah, yeah. He, he had to be gone, unfortunately. All right, come on, Ruck. What, what, what are you Giants doing right now? I actually kind of would like a defensive player here. I just don't know if they do. I thought they were going to linebacker in round two when they drafted the receiver. So they kept dropping back, dropping back. I thought they were going to take the guy from Michigan who, uh, who, who had like a torn uh, Achilles injury. It was um, – can't remember his name right now. Ajabo. Yeah, I was hoping they would take him, and then they they didn't. Uh, they took Wandell uh, from Kentucky and said, so I'm hoping they get some sort of defense. I think the Giants defense has not been the strongest suit. Uh, I mean, they got the guard ready. 
I don't know. I missed what you guys said about the guard. I'm probably he's probably shitty too, right? <laughs> I can't. I can't remember who it was now. There's been so many picks in my brain. <laughs> yeah, Joshua and Zudu. I don't know how to pronounce that from North Carolina. Oh yes, yes, yes. So um, I had a sixth round grade on him. If that gives you any indication. <laughs> <laughs> all right. If the Giants draft Malik, Malik Wallace, I'm gonna side off and just be like, all right, guys, guys. Out here. Is this? Is it in now? Right now or not? Uh, Pick is in. Pick is in. Yeah. What if it's Leo Chanel? I, I I think that would be the best pick for them. A nice inside oh, linebacker. Nice inside a linebacker. Big, big strong guy. That's a good. Oh, they a corner. Yeah. All right. I'll take a corner. Cordell Flott. If I don't pronounce that right, Flott. Oof. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't know. Cordell Flott. Calvin Austin. Yeah. Cordell Flott. Um, I had a seventh round grade on him. So they're they're moving backwards. <laughs> All right, guys. It was great joining you. I'll see you. We still got you for one more pick. Don't you go anywhere. I want to rewind on this thing, though, real quick. I want to go back to the Jets. I want to go back to the second round. I want to talk about Brees Hall. Adam, Brees Hall now, he's going to be paired up with Michael Carter in that zone X Kyle Shanahan system. My heart was broken for multiple reasons, but what's your standpoint? My heart was also very much so broken. I think Michael, Car- Michael Carter, one, who was a great prospect coming out of North Carolina, who was incredibly underdrafted, played really well last year when he got a chance to. Um, it, it's so tough. I think Brees Hall, and it's tough because I think Brees Hall will probably take that job from him, not just because of draft capital. Brees Hall is a very good running back in his own right. But I, it just seems like for a team that it, isn't very good yet they've been drafting really well well but they're not very good yet uh it seems like a luxury pick to me i don't know if they were quite (laughs) to a point where they could go ahead and upgrade um the position um that being said the shanahan uh tree has been good at using well this portion of the shanahan tree has been good at using multiple running backs i was going to say that but that's not been the case for mcveigh um, but otherwise, <laughs> otherwise they have been. So uh, I, I do think. So the Falcon, I mean, Kentucky is very popular. The Falcons just drafted Kentucky pass rusher D'Angelo Malone. <laughs> That's who they just took. He had a big senior bowl. I guess he impressed them. They go with the outside linebacker. Look at Kentucky getting guys in the NFL all of a sudden. Chris, like, Chris well, is Kentucky- when Wait, he's not abused, he's Western <laughs> He's got like the Charlie Brown, like the eyebrows goes up, and he's just like, "What the hell?" Go ahead. No, I, Kentucky was actually really talented the last few years, and then it kind of you know people are kind of writing them off because they're Kentucky, but they have been really good the last couple of years. But this is not a guy who should be going right here in the third round. I'm I'm absolutely surprised. Um, I think Pascal was where the cutoff point for defensive players were for the Kentucky team. I can't see them going any further on that defense because it, it, it kind of you already other than canard there should be no other guys jeff at kentucky right now <laughs> can't disagree with that all right rook you're going to sign off here where can everybody follow you at what's going on with scoreboard addicts uh scoreboard addicts available everywhere podcasts are available uh we're on tiktok instagram twitter I've been doing the Rook Report daily every morning. We do New York sports mainly. I do want to say the Jets have been drafting really well, even though I'm a Giants fan. The Jets have done a really good job. So 
good for Nick and TJ because they're both checked I mean, in. I just swap but, out that jersey for a green one, and nobody will ever know the difference. Yeah, no, no. no people <laughs> will, and I will get abuse for it. So, uh, Justin, you're going to be coming back on, just taking a segment off, and then you'll be coming right back with us. And Adam's staying on with the next segment, too. So we're going to go right to the commercial break, guys. Everybody stay with the NFL draft coverage here with Belly Up Sports and the NBA's Face Football Show. We'll be back right after this. Hey, hey, fellas, have you beer. started your spring cleaning yet? The carpets need cleaning, the drapes need dusting, and your lawn needs mowing. Spring has sprung, and the global leaders in below-the-waist grooming have the best tools for cleaning aisle five in your pants. Time to clear out your winter bush and join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to Manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Manscaped has the full package you need for spring cleaning this year. The Performance Package 4.0 is the only tool you'll need to keep your boys looking and smelling like the fresh tulips your partner wants. To start off your spring cleaning, use the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 to get the most precise shave on your hedges. Did we mention it's waterproof? No need to worry about watering your grass with this tool equipped with an LED light so you'll know it'll be a major asset to the new shower routine. Clear your holes and smell the spring air with the Weed Whacker. This nose and ear hair trimmer provided proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. After clearing your nose, make sure you get rid of that foul ball smell with the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. Finish off your grooming routine with the Plow 2.0, the perfect razor for the finest shave on your face. Because if you're using the Lawnmower 4.0 on your balls and your face, you're doing it wrong, boys. Get 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at manscaped.com. It's time to throw out your old hygiene habits and upgrade your life. You're listening to the MD's Fantasy Football Show. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 